Welcome back, guys. Spoken Podcast. I am Gareth. This is episode three of season two. I'm here today with Paul Valentine, um, who has many labels, which we will talk about, but mainly the ones which we'll kind of cross over today. Odyssey, Cutthroat, Zexa, Barber Expo, and also Barber Brands as well, as you can see by this fabulous range behind us which we run at the college at the moment. We're up in Brisbane today. Um, but Paul, how are you, mate? I'm very good, thanks, buddy. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm good, mate, I'm good. We have our, uh, well, I have my delicious hot chocolate that Paul has bought for me, which he has, uh, let's just say he was very kind about. <laughs> well, you've Co- gone off the yeah. coffee, mate, but you've um, gone to the hot chocolates. I'm trying to see the connection, but anyway. It's even worse. It's, it's even worse, <laughs> but there you go. It's good times. Uh, yeah, I'm three weeks off coffee. In case anyone's like, what the hell is he doing? So, all right, Paul, tell us your top five favorite songs, right? And I've put you on the spot, literally. You have, top five favorite songs. Okay, well, I'm a bit of a grunge head. So, uh, Pearl Jam Black, Pearl Jam 10, Pearl Jam Alive. There were my three, oh, geez, Jeremy's in there too. I like Shimmer <laughs> uh, from Fuel. Yeah, cool. Great song. And um, pretty much the back catalogue of Nirvana as well. Yeah, that's um, but awesome. But in my top five, I'd have to probably say Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin too. That's Unreal. just an epic song. So Have you seen you Pearl Jam Live? I have seen Pearl Jam Live twice and uh, absolutely amazing. Amazing, yeah, amazing concerts. Can't wait to see them again if they ever get back down here. So You're a bit cool. of a gig um nerd i'm gonna call it a gig nerd when i know when we caught up on the gold coast and you were like oh, i'm gonna see this i'm gonna see that they're coming over there i was like i love that because i used to be like that and i've really gone away from it but i love music hence the shit tattoos on yeah my legs. cool man um but yeah it's um i love that i think that's really cool about you it's like i i know it's funny we had this conversation geez when was this a couple of weeks ago i think about like obviously our instagrams and it's not about us Absolutely. It's not about us at all, but I think this kind of like shakes it up a little bit and kind of puts you across as shit. I never thought Paul would have been interested in that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like it's crazy because I've said some of the songs that I've been interested in, and people are like, "What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. You know, Who is that? Yeah, what is that? They're like, Who the fuck's that guy?" So, <laughs> yeah, so it's been very interesting, but that's one of the reasons why we kind of break it up at the start, anyway. So. Tell us about yourself, mate. How did it all begin? Obviously, it's not an Australian accent. No, I'm so. a Kiwi. I'm a Kiwi. Um, kia kaha, kia ora, all my bros. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, nah, like, I, I miss New Zealand. I, I still call New Zealand home. Um, haven't been back since uh, February 2019, actually. Uh, so it's been a while, but we need to get back over. But um, I've been residing here in Australia now for about 10, just on 10 years, actually, Unreal. funnily enough. Um, I actually came over with work in a different industry. Um, um, so I moved over here with Michael Hill Jewelers. So I was cool. uh, uh, running the South Island of New Zealand and Wellington for them, and then got asked to move to Australia. So moved over here, ran Victoria, uh, then moved to Sydney, ran New South Wales, and then I became general manager and ran uh, half of the country then at that stage. So I've had um, a lot of experience in retail and business management, sales management, um, managing KPIs, of course, which incorporates all of those things. And, and yeah. funny enough, a lot of that needs to filter across into the barber industry. Um, and I'm starting <laughs> to see a little bit of that come through, which is really exciting, but that's a whole other story. Um, so yeah, I've done all that. Um, and awesome. then I left Michael Hill um, and um, I started working in the industry again. And when I say again, um, I actually launched GHD, the hair brand back in New so Zealand, cool. uh, back in the early 2000s. So, 
Uh, I was one of the first distributors on board over here and helped get Australia running. So obviously we know that brand's uh, ballooned and gone. Uh, to that went places. a little bit big, didn't it? That went yeah. a little bit big, yeah. We, mm. we were in the heyday and we were very, very different then too. We protected the brand immensely. It was only available in high-end salons. It's so cool. You couldn't huh? buy it anywhere else. And, yeah. you know, of course, that's mass market. Um, penetration happens. It's sort Absolutely. of available everywhere now, but you know, we did a lot of work on that. Um, and then, yeah, so anyway, back to back to over here in Australia. And uh, then I actually started working at Tommy Guns. Um, I was there for about six months. And then I met David from Barber Brands International and um, ended up moving across to them. So Love I got it. back into the industry that way. Uh, in the barbering side versus hairdressing. So there were some significant differences, but a very cool industry to be part of. I was going to say that that was one of the things I wanted to ask because obviously I don't think many people would know about the GHD. With no, yourself. I don't, don't normally promote it very much. Exactly, like which is like, but I think that's a fucking huge brand, which I would be like, that would be <laughs> one of the major things I'd be going like, yeah, I did. Like, I really helped with that. So what was, at that time, was there any... I mean, at the moment, there's a lot of crossover from barbering to hairdressing. I think it's really starting to blend at Absolutely. the moment. Yeah. Um, was there anything at the time or was it as what I can remember where it was literally completely different? Neither industry kind of wanted a bar of anything. So Yeah, it was in 2003, if I recall. Yes, 2003. So, um, yeah, it, it, I was very new and young and naive, actually. Yeah. Very naive uh, about the industry and what it was doing. Um, I remember just even kicking it off. I had one one iron from uh, the uh, from the UK. It had an adapter plug on it because it didn't have a New Zealand plug. <laughs> yeah. It had a UK plug just stuck in it. And I remember parking my clapped out four wheel drive around the corner of Ponsonby Road, and then dressing nicely, and then just walking the streets, knocking on hairdressing salons, and then and then saying, "Hey, look, do you mind if I just take you know two minutes of your time yeah. to show you this?" and and, and plugging it in, heating it up in 30 seconds, and everyone went, oh my God, I it heats up in 30 seconds, oh my God. And then next thing you know, you're passing it through the hair and doing it. So um, it, it was a really interesting way to get it going, but I had to beat the streets to do it. Uh, absolutely, know? absolutely. And what we what I found then at the time is that there was a lot of, um, I suppose, people receptive to it, but then I dropped the price and said, well, these are going to retail for 350 New Zealand dollars, yeah. which is like three times what anything anyone had ever paid before absolutely places would drop but hey the rest is a, a very successful story of people wanting it and top end salons taking it but you know it was a really interesting integration into the industry and at that stage too when you're looking back um barbering was very separate um i remember the seville's academy and paul seville yep. who owns seville's over there he had a few barber shops just sort of kicking off Typical Paul Seville, probably just a bit ahead of his time with yeah. those types of things. Yeah. Um, but very, very hairdresser focused, you know. Um, and what we're seeing now, of course, is like you said, massive integration of the two. Uh, and I think it's really important. I think some of the best barbers that I have seen are people who have come from a hairdressing background. Yeah, I agree. Who've then moved into barbering with a passion. They know how to use scissors, they know how to retail. They know how to talk to customers. Exactly. They they get a different professional skill set than moving into the barbering uh, world, and that's where the barbering industry has masses of opportunity to up, up the game Absolutely. and improve the experience for apprentices and for current people in the industry now. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's it's very interesting that you mentioned. Obviously, we speak about the products all of the time. Like, I remember Mum saying, like, her first two years of an apprenticeship was basically all KPIs of like, well, this has to go by the end of the week, 
make it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> and bearing in mind, everything was black and white back then when mum was doing an apprenticeship. Um, but a long, long time ago, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but long it was. Time ago. I know, a long time ago. I shouldn't say that because she'll <laughs> kill me for saying that. But it was, mum, sorry. Um, but it was very much like. I mean, I even remember when I, when I was kind of going into the hair colleges with mum when I was very young and it was like, it was kind of only like one product mm. and it was like, that's the product you use. It's like, boom, that's it. You don't use anything else. You don't mess with anything else. That just does everything. And now it's crazy to look at the amount of different products. Like, and I suppose that's also like a tip of the hat to yourself as well, to be across all of those products, if that makes sense. Like instead of just, I mean, it's very rare for us as an academy to bring on product, like I said to you from the start, but mm. it's been really cool to have, like you've actually recommended the ranges to us and kind of been like, well, look, totally agree. There's no point you having 50,000 bottles of something, like stick to a range, which is like, boom, 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 perfect. So that's been really good for us. And again, that's knowledge, which I don't think used to happen in the industry. I think it just used to be like, I always go back to a company, which I've told you about, Paul, um, that burned us massively when we started the Barber Academy, and I'm yes. not going to name them, but their range would literally fill up this whole campus. Um, and we were kind of told, well, yeah, if you want to be with us, you got to buy it all. And crippled us, like literally crippled us financially. Um, so it's really good to have some people in this industry who actually care about the industry. Yeah, <laughs> look, it's a really interesting point. And I think that's almost a hairdressing mentality. I know. Mm my experience in it still today if you want to sign up you have to sign up to x amount of package <laughs> yeah, x amount of products <laughs> versus whether or not only three or four of those 20 products actually sell for you yeah um look i get it from a from a brand perspective about representation and marketing of their products but the other side of the coin <coughs> is and i'm always even when i was with ghd is to say this if it wasn't for our customers we wouldn't even have a brand yeah exactly and i think that gets lost on so many different businesses out there in market mm. if it wasn't for the likes of yourselves and the barber shops and hairdressers out there who take a punt on your products or get behind it yeah they don't exist and i don't it's understand why point. so many people don't get that but yeah. anyway you know and look the other thing with retail products and i proudly represent barber brands international in queensland and northern new south wales and now the northern territory is um and i was the national sales manager for them prior to so i understand the products really well but for me it's about ensuring that products align with you absolutely and what i mean by that is yeah it could be cool but does it meet your market does it meet your aesthetic does it meet the performance does it meet the clientele that you absolutely. have the demographic that you have and so barber brands is is, is actually quite uh, fortunate in the sense that it's got an array of products across different categories absolutely. that can tailor and suit those needs yeah and and even with you you know when we discussed it i needed you to feel comfortable with what you were going to take on board absolutely. because this is the generation of new barbers coming through and this is what the products they're getting exposed to yeah it's really powerful but you know uh, it has to fit with you and if it doesn't then we make changes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. uh, it, that is very interesting, actually, because again, it's like, it's even funny um, with the kind of product range which we have, the students weren't kind of like, oh, what the hell is this? It would just, it seemed like normal as if we'd had it for 10 years. They were yeah, like, it's yeah, cool. sweet. yeah, cool. Yeah. Like that, they were yeah. just like, oh yeah, I'd use this for yeah. this, this for yeah. this. Uh, and that that's the thing I know we talk about all the time. It, it's a lot of the students can get confused by that amount of product. So it's great to just have like a range and also like 
it's very black and white, hence Slick Gorilla, one of the brands that we use. Um, and it's just, yeah, it says exactly what it does on the tin, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think we need to go back to that. It's very much, this is the perfect pathway into your actual products with Zexa Odyssey, which I'm covering up as my That's okay, hot chocolate. Jeez. I'll spray the Clipper spray on your uh, coffee cup and knock it over 100%. anyway. So. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's go, let's go into the clip it spray first. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is something which, um, like, really interests us as an academy. All of our students have this. All of our stations, basically here and on the coast, have the clip it spray. But it's one thing which is like, I know all of their brands have it and stuff like that. But wh why was that one thing which you were really like? Let's get this in. Yeah, you know look, I mean? the whole story of Zexa came about really um, at the start of last year. So a year and a half ago, and um, yeah. uh, Sean, uh, who is owner of Cutthroat Magazine, and he's also big in the coffee industry, cafe culture, and the Golden Bean competition. Um, so a lot of people may be familiar with Sean Edwards anyway through Cutthroat. Yeah. Um, but um, we sat together and he said, look, you know, I've got this company down in Newcastle and Caves Beach, and you know, we're looking at putting together a bit of a, a package for the, the hairdressing and barber industry. And I was like, oh, I've always put my interests, uh, put, put my ears up with things like that. And thought, oh, that's, Absolutely. that sounds good. Now, the cleaning solutions, um, I wrote a story uh, actually for the journal the other day about cleaning your tool. It's not sexy, right? Yeah, trying to, you know, oh, geez, that's a really cool product yeah. that cleans my clippers, right? Or, <laughs> or cleans my, my, my combs. But we tried to spice it up a little bit. And, and predominantly, the packaging is very much designed so that it can sit on the shelf of a barber station or hairdresser exactly, station yeah. and actually tie in, unlike a lot of other products that look like they're from a hospital yeah. or a pharmacy, right? So we that's wanted true. something that, that looked aesthetically really pleasing. Um, and then, of course, the actual products themselves. So they're locally made. Um, Australian produced, Australian owned, Australian manufactured, and a lot of people are wanting to get behind Australian-based products yeah. these days, especially COVID, and natural ingredients too, actually. So really natural and tested to Australian standards of disinfection, yeah. which is one of the only products on the market that actually can claim that. Um, so we thought we'd, we needed to put something together that was gonna target the hygiene market a bit more ferociously, uh, a little more intent, a little bit more sexy, uh, with a bit more appeal, and also do the job better. So when you're looking at, I'll start with the Soakit. Yeah. Um, it comes in a one litre like such as this and you can see you've been using it here and also in a five litre but we've just did little things like made it easy to use like you know the old two stroke oil you know we used to squeeze if you take the uh, if take, the, take the lid off the top and yeah take the lid off that top one there and then squeeze it up and squeeze it up to 50 mils and then what happens then is that you don't have to touch it you pour it straight into the jar add your one litre of water and away you go now it's got a zesty lemon fragrance so it smells really good it yes we made it green i've had a few people say why didn't you make it blue well <laughs> yeah. blue is the same as all the other colors we want to be exactly. a little bit different so you know so we've made it green um but the the biggest sell points of this is you know ultimately do you want the best fastest and, and, and cleanest product for your customers and mm. your staff? Well, the answer should absolutely be yes. Yes, exactly. Well, it's stronger, faster, and cheaper than Barbicide, for example. It's only a one minute dunk time. Uh, Barbicide's 10 minutes, and it's the first anti-rust product on the market. Mm. I know that scares a lot of people, but you can actually put your scissors in it, I soak see. it in between customers. <laughs> I know you've tried it here. Yeah. All our distributors across the country do it as well. Um, and you can actually clean your scissors effectively too. Yeah. So it's a bit of a no-brainer when it comes to that, you know, really. Absolutely. Um, then with a the clip it spray, and I'll just grab that too. Um, uh, it is, uh, it's a pretty cool product. It's got a, a coconut lime fragrance. It smells, smells sensational. Amazing. But more Honestly. importantly, if you look at the nozzle, like that's a, a jet nozzle. 
Um, as a result, you don't need to use it like you would lose <laughs> other clipper sprays. And just because you'll go through the can in about two seconds flat otherwise. Um, but that quick blast inside underneath the blades of the clippers yep. um, will clean, cleans up to three times more effectively than clipperside does. And ultimately, when you do it, you, the amount of crap that comes out of your clippers it is, is quite phenomenal. Crazy. Um, and so, yeah. you know, as a responsible professional in this industry, you want to make sure that every time you use clippers on a new customer, they are clean, they sanitize, anti-rust, cleans, yep. Uh, lubricates, cools, does all the things that you expect. Yes, it is a smaller can than others out there, but when you only use a quick blast as you're supposed to, it lasts just the same amount of time and does three times better job. Do you know the interesting about the smaller can, right? I don't think I've told you this, but it just sits so much better. Like it's so much more attractive, you know what I mean? Because it looks like yeah, yeah. sea salt spray or something, yeah, for example, yeah. you know what I mean? Hopefully not another students are spraying out on their heads, but <laughs> it's just like, it, it does make it a hell of a lot easier rather yeah. than like these yeah. big ones, which are like, you've got to spray it, then it shits all over the floor. And yeah, it's like, exactly. it's yeah. a nightmare. So I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but it has really like helped us out in the academy. The students love it. Cause that's one thing we really drive into them. Like what you said, it has to be every single haircut, shh, done, done, boom, we move on kind of thing. And so that's, that's really amazing. important too. And I hate to say it, but like I'm out in market all the time. Yeah. And I, it's it pains me to say, but the hygiene standards in so many places I go to are, are lacking, like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely. Um, and I know that regulations are coming uh, to change this. Yeah. I know that the councils and industry councils are going to start to crack down on this, but you've got to get ahead of the game. And really, when it comes Absolutely. to hygiene, sanitation, and and just cleanliness of your business for your staff and customers, it should be a no-brainer. Absolutely. Every single clipper should be cleaned in between customers without yep. fail, and it doesn't happen. No. Um, and so, yes, we need to train, we need to educate that. So Zexas, uh, we're, we're trying to promote that. We'll have a Zexas stand also with the Barber Expo. Awesome. It'll be a great chance to do some- um, to we'll, do some, we'll pass that into yeah, Barber Expo. Yeah, we'll pass that Expo. I love that. Jeez, Paul, uh, you're a natural, yeah. mate. Natural. <laughs> yeah, see, what, see what I did there? That was good, huh? <laughs> I love it, I love it. But yeah, I mean, that will be awesome. I highly suggest, I'd say a lot of our listeners and viewers will actually go to the Barber Expo. We want to kind of take our whole team down there, like mm. all of our students, mm. everything there. That's the plan. So in case anybody hits me up, that is the plan for our students as well <laughs> to go down there. Because they need to see, like that hair festival was one which woke me up. Mm. And I was like, all of our students should have been there. Mm. Like this is what the industry is. And I know that's one thing which you constantly say about the Barber Expo. It's not about like that one brand which we're trying to promote. It's about everybody going like this yep. together. And I love that. I love that so much. So yeah. Oh, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Yes, I represent Barber brands and I love their products, but I also, you know, I also promote other brands. Yeah. I mean, uh, through no benefit of my own, if I see another product that I, or uh, speak to a customer, and I think another brand that we don't have is better, I'll, I'll, I'll promote that. Absolutely. I'm there for the benefit of that customer and I want to make sure that they get what they want. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to Expo too, I want everybody there. I want Absolutely. all the big brands there. I don't want these to be, I'm not going to go there because they, they're going. I don't want any of that because what that means is it just becomes about them. And it's not about them as a 100%. brand. It's about the industry and the barbers who are out there. Preach. And so I want everybody to be part of this and I want every barber to be able to go to an Expo and see all the array of brands and, and offerings yeah. which people get sheltered from because you're in your four walls of your shop. Absolutely. In Mackay or 
Townsville or yeah. Cairns or wherever you may be, or you know, in those especially towns like that, you don't get to see everything. I want this to be an opportunity for that. Absolutely. So we've already got sponsors on board. We've got people who were laid over from last time when we had to unfortunately cancel. Um, we've got new interest already coming through, and there'll be, you know, they're going to have bands. We'll have. Um, um, you know, beer there, we'll have yeah, coffee, so cool. we'll have food trucks, there's going to be, um, you know, uh, ex-peripheral sort of um, offerings too for signage so cool. and things like that. Love it. Um, you know, we're going to have, obviously, brands, we have education, um, you know, a lot of people are keen on looking at some education space there too. Um, Barber Brands International Barber of the Year competition, Barber Brands is the sponsor of that event again Unreal. this year, or next year. Uh, so that'll, yeah, be, running, year. that'll be running in the background on the Sunday. So the heats through to the finals. Uh, there'll be a senior division in that, and you must be Cert Three qualified to enter. Awesome. And I know that most people agree with that, but I, I know that's probably going to shake a few people up. Yeah. So if you're not Cert Three qualified and you want to enter it and you want to be taken seriously, go to Life <laughs> yeah. of Yourselves. We'll put and, a link and, and get your record of prior learning. There's yeah. many different ways that you can actually get yourself qualified. And because we need to take weight and really put stock and weight behind what that ticket and Absolutely. what that qualification means. Absolutely. And then there's going to be an apprentice division as well, awesome. which I think would be really cool for those who want to break out and really want to try. Because this is Absolutely. live on stage, 30 minutes in front of a bunch of yeah. people under lights, very different setting yeah. to photographic work or anything that you're applying in, even 100%. though you'll do that initially to get into the into, into the finals. So yeah, really exciting times. Uh, down in Newcastle, a lot of people have said, oh, why not Brisbane or Sydney? Look, I understand that and we understand that, but you know, we can't please everybody where it's going to be. Newcastle is really a really quick flight in from Brisbane yep. and also quick drive up or even a flight from Sydney and other places. It's an amazing town. If you haven't been there before, you will love it. The nightlife, the beaches, the surf, the, the restaurants, the cafes, love it's it. a great place. And the exhibition center is a really cool venue for it too. So yeah, we're really pumped. We made it for March next year because there's lots of time for people to plan, including us, to get the whole thing up and running Absolutely. the way we want it to and really make the impact we're going to. So yeah, That's exciting awesome. times. We will also like, we'll put the link to the Barber yeah. Expo and stuff like that in here as well. But I, I think it's so crucial for our industry to have something like that. Like we've missed that. Was it 2017? 2019. 19. Yeah, it's my garage. Cool venue. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to get back there again too, actually. Yeah. We, we really would. So, um, But we've got plans to even take the expo overseas. Exactly. Uh, through all the contacts we've got in the US yeah. and places like that too. I think it's just it's just such a great industry event. Um, so, yes, I'm very excited. So Super cool. Uh, it's exciting. And that's part of Cutthroat. So people that get on board with the sponsorship of that too, We'll get um, you know, pages inside the Cutthroat Journal because we're going to do Unreal. another printed version of that at the end of this year, um, as well as our online um, magazine that we have now on our on- online website. So yeah, we're we are on the online the one. Whole lot. Yes, it's really we were cool. on the last online one, just yes, so you were. know, guys. Yes, so we'll put that link in as well, <laughs> just so people can do it. Because I think it's, it's very interesting, right, Paul? Like, I love reading stuff online. But if somebody gave me that in the shop, I'd read it every day of the week. I you know agree. What I mean? It's fully. like, and, and yeah. the great thing is, you know, you've got other magazines like the Barbershop Mag, right? Yeah. Really cool journal, cool mocker publishing, great stuff. Very different publication to what Cutthroat is. Yeah. Cutthroat's very lifestyle as well, so we can have all sorts of other articles in there about coffee and tattoo and all these things. Um, but I also want it to be something that can sit on your coffee table or your, or, or your bench while you're waiting or your couches where a customer can pick it up yeah. and read it and actually get some intrigue Absolutely. and understand it too. That's so a very it's trade focused, but it's also sort of out there a bit more too. Yeah, that's so. cool. I love that about like a client could read it. It doesn't have to be, oh, are you a barber? No, oh, but don't read that. 
you know what I mean? Like, uh, I really like that. It's cool. And it is a very, like, I mean, just looking at the mm, the mm. kind of the pictures there, it's like, I, I, mm. I'd read that. Yeah, you know look, I mean? Cutthroat have been on hiatus for the last couple of years through COVID. Yep. And, and to be honest, printed publications are not a, not a very profitable exercise well, yeah. at all. <laughs> um, however, you know, when, when we're linking it with the Barber Expo, and we're getting the exposure we're getting out of it now. Like I'm doing some really cool um, articles on barbershops. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm getting some great responses. Yeah, Rat Bags um, Barbershop up in uh, on the Sunshine Coast, they've just done a story for me and I've got some other people on the go right now too. Because I want those stories for barbershops to be more than, hi, my name is Paul, my favorite product is this. Absolutely. Because, oh God, Jesus, it does my bloody head up. Yeah. I want these stories to be a bit more inspirational about. And, and to open up people's eyes around how tough it is to actually set up a business. Um, the industry, yeah. the barber industry has this, this unbelievable obsession with everyone in order to be successful must have their own barbershop. Yeah. And I can't disagree with that more. Because 100%. not everyone's cut out to, to run their own business. Yeah. It's just the fact, it's a fact. Some people are better off being in their space of being an, an intensely talented barber but get other rewards of recognition from the business they're working with. Absolutely. And that stems into other discussions about why, you know, how managers and barbershop owners can start to attract reward and, and recognize their staff a bit better and keep that retention in place. Um, but, you know, also just the struggles of opening up a shop. You think you work hard as a barber now, you wait till you're your own business and see <laughs> what happens then, right? 100%. So I want people to understand what it takes. And then also the flip side, for people who really feel passionate about that mm. to see the rewards that can come from doing it successfully yeah so some of these i've changed the questions up in the articles i'm getting some really great feedback on what their vision was for their business and making people think it's more than just saying hey that's a great space i'm going to open the doors and put a sign up absolutely because if you if you don't target your market if you don't realize what position in the market you're playing in yeah are you a ten dollar haircut and you're putting out you're putting out forty haircuts an hour? Exactly. Are you, are you charging a premium experience at one hundred and fifty and doing two an hour? Yeah. You know what is your place in the market and how do you not try and deviate from that? So I want the articles to help educate everybody yeah, that's about awesome. that type of thing too. Yeah. So anyway, I, I love talk all day about that sort of stuff. I know, which is a good thing and a bad thing because I'm like we we are trying to trim the <laughs> podcast, but it's. I talk shit constantly, so it's like <laughs> that's why we get along, Paul. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, bro. I mean, so what's the kind of what's the I don't like saying goals, but what's the kind of the next step for you, Paul, both personally and uh, we should congratulate Paul as well. Just had a little bub again, so which Another is amazing. Nah, he's so, beautiful. He is absolutely um, beautiful. Yeah, he Paul, is. Boy he's Hendrix, cute as hell. Yep. He is so cute. Um, I know which. Is great. Puts the pressure on me, but there you go. Um, yeah, watch out, Lani. Watch out. <laughs> I know, no Lani. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what's the kind of the next step, Paul? Is it like, it, obviously, we know about the brands which you're kind of working with, aligning yourself and working on as well. What's what's kind of the um, what's the what's the plan of action? I don't like saying for the next twelve months, but what's some kind of yeah, things no, you want I to tick off the list? Yeah, look, I you know, what's your five year goal? Yeah, I know. I know. I obviously asked those questions exactly years ago when I was in interviews, and I sort of worked out that they're not actually a good question to ask. It's just absolute just shit know. today. I know but exactly. I, I love what I do. I love this industry, and I'm really passionate about uh, helping to transform it. So the collaborations and alignments that I have with people such as yourselves, yep. um, even the Area Network and the Area Academy with those boys, Jack Reed, Cutthroat, Barber Expo, Barber Rands International, everything is, is, is 
sort of gelling into leading us to want to change where the industry is at. Absolutely. So my goal really over the next 12 months is to be a part of that change, really. Yeah. Um, through education and shop, to education online, to having expos and events and, and other events around the, around the country too, mm. which we haven't discussed, which I want to do, to help bring the, uh, the industry together because that networking and collaboration needs to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the moment, there is still a divide. There are those who are ignorant, arrogant, and egotistical towards how they look at that. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to be, you know, I'm just sitting there pointing fingers, but yeah, you can exactly. see it. And then you see the other side of it where it's all about networking, collaboration, and, and joining forces to make this industry better. And that's what, that's what I'm excited about. So that's for me professionally what I want to be part of. Personally, that affects my personal life anyway. And of yeah. course, um, getting to see um, you know, all these amazing people in the industry that are out there. Absolutely. And telling their stories and getting behind them and um, helping to change, change that landscape, really. Absolutely. For me. I love it. That is literally the perfect thing to end on. Again, what Paul's just said is that's literally why we kind of collaborated in the first place. You know what I mean? Because it's Absolutely. like we have these people around us who want to do that. The more people we can get on board, the easier it's going to be, you know what I mean? Sure. And the more change we can make. So we're not saying the industry's fucked or anything like that. It's just we want to make it better for everyone. Absolutely. And I think it's really hard to get that across because a lot of people will go, he's only doing that for his brand or he's only doing it to make more money. And it's like, literally, isn't it? If we were doing it to make more money, we'd be cutting a lot more costs. Um, but it, it's like, we, <laughs> we want to make this a lot better. Like the... I mean, the prime example, which we didn't really speak about, was the social media post, mm. which you put up yesterday, which I thought was really like, a, I don't know if big's the right word of you to do, but it, to be like, this needs to be addressed. You know what I mean? Um, whereas a lot of people would have gone, oh, fuck that. I'll just hide Yeah, that. well, funny enough you say that because I actually thought twice about posting it. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I've had enough conversations with people like yourselves and, and all these different barbershop owners out there and I hear it every single day. Mm. I can't get enough stuff. The barbers I'm getting are asking incredible amounts of wages. They're mm. not performing for me. We have to address it. Yeah. We're going to, one, why the barbers and, and, and you know, feel like they can behave like that. Yeah. Yeah. How we don't make it acceptable in the industry, but what we need to do to fix it behind the scenes. Exactly. And schools like yourself, you know, we got a very clear vision of what you want. You will not sign someone off who's not ready yeah. because that has an intense impact on a barbershop on board if they can't immediately hit the floor and make an impact. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're seeing too many barbers get Cert 3 qualified who've only done three or four live cuts. Yeah. And then they go into a shop and they have to have two or three months of retraining through that shop to learn how to cut here. Absolutely. We have some massive issues. Yeah. And that stems from a whole lot. And then there's the cultural aspect too, where I, you know, I even said on my post yesterday, I heard a barber saying, I don't do kids here. I mean, holy I know. What I know. do you mean you don't do kids here? Yeah. Do you think you get a choice? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but obviously, we are allowing that to happen. Yeah. So that's that's a problem. But a barber who feel, feels that they can even say that, yeah. it just blows my mind. Absolutely. Because any other industry, in any other industry, that sort of behavior you would not be tolerated in a heartbeat. 100%. So we, we've, we've an amazing industry. We, we transform people's lives. We make them feel good. We make cool, you know, old dads, dads feel cool again when they walk out. Yeah. We make that young teenager have the courage to go up to the girl he likes and speak to her. Yeah. You know, that's what a cool haircut does. And so we are so much more than that. And I think we need to start 
educating from the ground level up mm. and including existing people how we transform our culture yeah across the industry and that is a massive task but bit by bit collaboration by collaboration the right exactly. things together we start to get that message through yeah so yesterday's post was really interesting and the feedback i got was like wow yeah it's definitely out there and a lot of people have reposted it and a lot of people have said we need to discuss this more 100 percent. so um, yeah that's uh, exciting man but yeah thanks for your time today, i love man. it mate thank you for your time i know you're a very busy man so it's awesome and we get to catch up for well non-coffee but hot chocolate you know i can feel it going straight to my hips you know know. thank you very much guys thank you for listening how can we find you paul how can we find you ah yeah okay um yeah so best uh, paul underscore terracona brand agency and instagram we'll put that up as well just in case you're like um, and then sales terracona uh t-a-r-a-k-o-n-a uh, salesterracona at gmail.com. Yep. Um, you can also go onto the uh, Cutthroat website, which is www.thecutthroatjournal.com.au. Awesome. Go from there too. Zexa's page? Zexa, Zexa, zexa.com.au. Unreal. As well. Perfect. Um, and you can go through Cutthroat for that too. Um, Love we're it. doing some amazing starter packs and promotions through the Cutthroat uh, Journal for Zexa. Barber Brands International also a, a distributor uh, for the brand as well. Awesome. So you can hit them up as well or me up for any pricing on that too. But you should get behind the Zexa brand. It's a bit of a no-brainer. You've got the best cleaning products in the market on the in, the, in your shop. Jump on it. Absolutely. I mean, just as a quick, if there are any shops out there looking to change products or anything like that, hit Paul up. It yeah. doesn't mean you have to go with Paul. It just means at least you'll get an opinion on the products which Barber Brands have, what Paul offers and stuff like that. It, it really helped us out a lot. And I'm not just saying that because you hear Paul like that. That did because it's 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 very easy to bash us because we're an academy. People think we make millions. Again, we don't. Um, but it's like it's nice to have somebody to be like, it's just relatable. Mm. And go, no, no, that's not going to work. Yeah, This will be really cool. Yeah. We can do this, 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 and this. So yeah. it's been great, mate. So thank you so much, no guys. Problem, thank you again for Thanks watching, everyone. listening, whatever. <laughs> give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe. Yeah. I'll chat to you all soon. Thanks, team. Thanks, bro. Give me my space. I'm in my pride. I was a prisoner, all of the mind. Now I'm a traveler,